This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is up, girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 75. As you can tell, my voice is a little messed up. I did some yelling and screaming, and I can't do that. My voice just completely shuts down, and it's a pretty funny thing to actually witness, but that's another story. Anyway, today's episode, sometimes, you know, I plan these with a few days in advance or a couple of weeks, or there are topics that I want to discuss, and sometimes things happen or discussions are had in which a certain topic comes about almost, I don't want to say magically, but it just kind of what it is and inspires me to do the episode and and for some reason this week i heard a few questions regarding the importance of music theory so that's what today's episode is it's all about do we need music theory how important is it what are some of the advantages of knowing it and maybe some of the disadvantages of not learning any of that stuff before we get started i would love to quickly remind you that the music mentor podcast is brought to you by audible.com the premier providers of digital audio books with over 180,000 titles to choose from any genre you can imagine and audible titles play on your kindle on your ipad on your iphone or your android so if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash music mentor you will get a 30-day free trial and also one free book download so let me know which one you picked and why Okay, so maybe this is a podcast a little more tailored to the younger musicians, somebody that's just getting started uh, in the music business, or they want to go to music school, or they're in high school, and you, you want to know about the importance of, of learning music theory. And you might be asking yourself, do I need this? Do I need to learn how to read music notation or understand clefs and understand key signatures and time signatures and all that stuff? And the answer is yes, it's very important. There are many things that you can do without that, without knowing that and understand music in different dimensions. But the reason why I say yes and why I I encourage you to learn it, it's because it will only help you develop understanding further. And I think it's also, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a double-edged sword. I think it's a very important thing to learn. But I'll go over a couple of things on why I think it could be potentially a little bit tricky. So I guess I can only start with my relation to music theory. And like a lot of people, I absolutely hated it. I was incredibly terrified of it. I, to some degree, I still don't like it, but it's something that I make myself work on. Obviously, I went to college, but that's a whole different story. Um, But I remember my very first drum lesson and being taught, you know, quarter notes, eighth notes, and obviously all that stuff. And I was so shocked by it and I was shocked by the fact that I had this incredible huge drum set right next to me but my teacher's drum set and I wasn't allowed to use it because I had to understand whole notes and half notes and rests and stuff like that and there was nothing musical about it to me just hitting a drum pad obviously as a drummer hitting a drum pad it didn't make a pitch it didn't make a a, an understandable relatable sound it was just like this thump on, on rubber it was like the most absurd thing, and I never understood. And my teacher really tried, 
but I just didn't get it. And I always had a rejection from that point forward. And I didn't like it. I wasn't interested in it. I was incredibly intimidated by it. And it was just, I, I think to some degree, it wasn't explained to me in a patient sort of broken down way. I think it could have been a little more meticulous in the breaking down of it. But that's neither here nor there. The point is that I didn't like it. And then I guess later on in my life, I sort of mistakenly, proudly, you know, hid behind that. The fact that a lot of successful musicians don't know how to read or all the punk, hardcore punk guys that I was listening to and metal guys, they didn't know any music theory at all or very few of them didn't. And I thought like, oh, if those guys don't have to read music, neither do I, you know, and it's, you know, it's kind of like a, assuming that the academic musicians were dorky and that they just, you know, weren't cool. And I assume that this happens or a lot of people think that way. And then I went to college and that being terrified didn't not only did it not go away, but it was amplified exponentially. My first lesson at music college, I had to stand up in front of a room of incredible musicians and basically sight read and solfage and conduct and read, you know, syllables and all this other stuff. And it was the scariest thing I've ever had to come across. I don't remember a more terrified moment in my life than when I had to sing in that first ear training class. It was horrible. And it was really rough for me, even as a drummer, where in theory, rhythm reading is much more simple than obviously rhythmic reading and melody, harmony, all that stuff. So it was still something that was so shocking to me and so difficult. So maybe for those of you listening that feel the same way or they can relate, I'm here to tell you that you can get over it and you should get over it and you should work hard uh, to understand it for a million reasons, a million reasons. And I mean, just to name a few, just kind of off the top of my head, you know, you're, you're going to learn, you know, if, if, if we think of music as a language and like I said before, you know, there is the speaking of the language, there's the listening and understanding of the language, and there's also the reading of it. So learning is going to just basically allow you, or learning theory, I should say, is going to allow you, for example, to learn a lot through many different books or exercises or written things. It's just going to help you understand things, apply it to, to your instrument, apply it to different instruments, follow music differently. Um, you can also sight read or learn to play songs on the spot where you can follow you know, a lead sheet or a chart on a gig and, and you're able to do that. Um, you know, again, you can understand things deeper. Um, you know how there's pe people that are better with verbal learn, uh, excuse me, with um, visual learning and all there's with, you know, more audible type of learning and so on and so forth. Well, same thing in music. It doesn't have to be an audible thing only. Some people can read or read a little bit better. Obviously, in the composing and in, 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 terms of, in terms of composition and writing parts, physically writing things down and applying that music theory on a written side or on a written sense is going to help you. It's going to help you remember things. It's going to help you maybe write things in a more structured, pragmatic way where you see things as shapes or you see things as, you know, almost like a video game. That could help. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And then also not only composing, but when you want to understand something to later on compose, obviously, you'll be able to break down things in a much more meticulous way that's going to help you. For example, let's just say you're transcribing something and the 
there's an accent on the and of four and you assume it's in the E of four or something like that and you're able to write it down or read the, the, the sheet music and understand things a little bit better and things might make a lot, of, uh, a lot more sense. So obviously the advantages are huge. And in short, I guess if I had to mention a disadvantage would be when musicians use, and, and I'm speaking about rock slash pop musicians, not, you know, orchestral and even horn players. I'm talking about, you know, bass, drums, guitar, keyboard type deal. Some musicians are up there on stage and because they're really good sight readers, they are literally playing there with like simple songs with a simple chord progression or a somewhat really famous guitar solo um, or drum parts and so on. And they're just glued, their eyes are glued to the sheet music and they're not interacting with the crowd. And it's just a very sort of vacant performance. And I think that's when music theory and reading can become a little bit of a hindrance. It's because you depend on it too much and you maybe underestimate a gig where you just assume that you can just read your way through it. And that could be the case, but you might not emote enough you might not be connected to the music and the performance enough and i much rather have in my band somebody that is a little more instinctual and it's going to do a lot of more prep work outside of the gig than somebody that is going to play it let's just say no for no perfectly but he, they're just going to stare at the chart like i'll never understand that especially again with simple songs i've been to gigs and like for singer songwriters this happens a lot in venezuela you go to see a singer-songwriter at a, at a bar and they're playing, you know, what would be the equivalent, like a standard song, like, I don't know, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. And you have the band members reading the the chords and the changes and they're not even playing like the, the bass line or the guitar parts verbatim. So there's like a, a weird sort of dynamic there where if you're going to write it down or you're going to read it, why not read identical to what's being played on the recording or so you know i guess every situation is different but again that is where it could potentially be a hindrance the 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 sort of depending way too much on music theory but again like a lot of the things that i've told you about this is up to us it's up to us to let it become a crutch and let it become something that we depend on and not just a tool which is what it's supposed to be now, as far as suggestions, if you have a hard time learning how to read music and you really want to do it, I would suggest trying to find a proper patient uh, understanding teacher, somebody that's going to help you, you know, understand it deep and relate it to things that you love and you understand and you assimilate already. So, for example, instead of learning how to read a piano piece of a, let's say you're a piano player and you want to read, learn how to read music, instead of learning something that you never ever listened to, like some piece by Bach or something, maybe you learn how to play, I don't know, Paranoid Android by Radiohead because you love that song or something like that. So apply it to things that you love and be super patient and forgiving uh, with yourself. like. Take your time. It's it, If it's hard for you, it's hard for you. You don't have to be 
the most incredible sight reader and it doesn't validate who you are as a musician. Being good at reading music means you're really good at reading music. It doesn't mean you're good at everything else related to music. So be, be forgiving. Don't be too hard on yourself. Again, it's a different dimension. Most people in this world wish they would learn or they would read more books. That's a fact, right? So it's, it's easy to assume that us musicians would love to learn how to read more and read better. So it's, it's the same thing, basically. Before I let you go, I would love it if you guys and girls would get in touch with me through my website, DemianArriaga.com, and give me some comments, some pointers, some tricks that you might have, some tips for learning music, reading, and theory, and notation, and all that good stuff. I would love to get in touch with you. And again, thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast. Music.